99. Welcome back to the Windows and Mirrors podcast. My name is Keith. And I'm Kim. And this is a podcast where we're trying to show you that the Bible is more like a window than it is a mirror. We come to it to see through it and primarily see God, not primarily to see ourselves. All right. So 2 Chronicles 21 through 24. All right. So we're still in the thick of 2 Chronicles. We're dealing with this divided kingdom, right? Mm -hmm. Northern Israel, Southern Judah. And we're coming off the hills of Jehoshaphat, who... Uh, all in all, was a pretty good guy. Right. Right. But his son comes to power. <laughs> and Je- not. And he's not a good guy, right? Jehoram, <laughs> he comes to power. Um, he's 32 when he becomes king, reigns for eight years. And the thing that I was just struck with, Kim, is that, um, the, well, the power of power right. to make us insecure. Mm-hmm. And this brother, <laughs> he does something so sinister, right? right? Like he comes to power and his insecurity with this the security of his throne leads him to kill all of his brothers right right and it's that cain and abel kind of mm-hmm. yeah spirit that's kind of in this text that just had me uh like man why would you do that and then it was so crazy the text is clear it's like he was the firstborn <laughs> so you so the so inheritance yeah the inheritance was rightfully yours from the from the jump exactly but you like kill your brothers regardless Right. And not only um, that, but it, the text is very clear as well. It says that he did the same thing as Ahab had done for mm. his um, Ahab's daughter was his wife. Mm. And so not only did he do this evil yeah. um, in terms of killing his brother, but he also partnered with, you know, became attached to Ahab's daughter of all people. And we'll see later on that she is awful. Absolutely. And it's like... <sighs> Of all people's wife, like of all the people you could have married, I guess, right. at that time, you marry Ahab's daughter, right? right? And again, remember, like, this is, uh, he's the king of Judah, and Judah mm-hmm. is the line that the chronicler is primarily uh, focusing on. Um, but yeah, and the rest of his reign is is terrible, right? It but is. the text, again, shows God's gracious fingerprints and says that, you know, uh, for the sake of the covenant the Lord had made with David, he was unwilling to destroy the house of David since the Lord had promised to give a lamp to David and his sons forever, right? And um, but even in that, man, like as I've said before, you know, a people never rise to the standards that have been set, but always mm-hmm. fall to the level of the leadership. The Israel or Judah right. in this instance uh turns away from the Lord as well because of his poor leadership. Exactly. And walking far from the Lord, even to the point that later on it talks about in um, chapter 21, it talks about Elijah sending a letter. Mm. And of all the things that Elijah sent, like he knows the evil of Ahab and what Jezebel and all of them were capable of doing. And so it says that the only known written message from him is this, like Mm. in the Bible, it's recorded that he took time out and he sent a letter to warn the king of Judah about the path that he was going on. And the reality is the prophecy that he made came true. Yeah, that's crazy. Like all of most of the other prophets we see in scripture that have a prominent role have writings in scripture, right? right? But Elijah doesn't. Um, Super interesting. And then, yeah, text moves on. Ahaziah, uh, who is just as bad, following in the ways of Ahab. Athaliah is his mom. He's listening to his mom and she's telling him all kind of crazy stuff. This is not saying don't listen to your parents. Right. But But it is saying we do need to steward our influences, right? So the people that influence us, Mm -hmm. we need to be careful, right, about the counsel we listen to because it says because of this, he did what was evil in the Lord's sight. And it's it's one of those things that like you needing to pay attention to the people you're around, even if it's your parents, because Mm. the direction that you go in, like 
God is who we follow. Yeah. And so if they Amen. are not, then your family of origin doesn't dictate. Like even one of the things we mentioned earlier was the epi- like the worst epitaph you can ever have was for his dad. And it said he died to no one's regret. And so mm. you have this father who was so awful that the thing that was said about him in scripture, you know, when you talk about king after king, whether or not they followed after Ahab, his was he died to no one's regret. And then he has this son who is following along the same being led by his mom. Um, and he ends up only, I think, reigning for a year, yeah. which is... <laughs> Which is crazy. Yeah. And yeah, he's doing all of this. And the irony is that he ends up trying to go to the northern kingdom Mm -hmm. to get with Israel. Doesn't go well. And that doesn't go well, (laughs) right? And what he doesn't realize is that someone from the northern kingdom Hmm. got a place to anoint, to kill the house, to take out the house of Ahab, because Ahab's house, it was just a wreck. It was a mess. (laughs) It was a wreck. And so he dies. Now, when he dies, his mom goes goes crazy. She does some, some, some wicked things. And kills all of the other royal heirs that could possibly take the throne. Including her grandchildren. Th- yeah, these are her grandchildren. Mm. Right? So this is, the family is is, is just going crazy. Um, and we would think if she killed all her grandchildren from right. the line of Judah, that, that God couldn't keep his promise to David, right? Mm. To have a man on the throne. But God just works, his providence just works through ordinary means, people's good deeds. Ahaziah's sister. Right. Who married a priest. Married a priest. Come on, sister. Married a priest, <laughs> even though yeah. the household she was in was evil. Somehow that's, mm, that's she found a way like to marry a priest and is, you know, for all practical purposes, it seems like following the Lord because you see the man that she's married has saved this nephew of hers. And yeah. then you see the example and the example that he set for Joash's life later. So mm, that's really good. That's yeah. super good. And even, yeah, the fact that you know, it seemed like God's promises mm. was on the brink of extin- extinction. Right. But there, his promises are too elusive and too eternal to be thwarted by any uh, human sinfulness. So, yeah, Joash mm-hmm. comes to power. Uh, at well, seven. Yeah. At seven <laughs> years old. But even before that, yeah. you know, you have Athalia who reigned, the Bible says, for six years. Mm-hmm. And I don't think, I think sometimes we read the text and we see the big numbers that we forget. Six years is a long time. That's a long time. That's a long time. President, a presidential term in America is four, it's, that's like, right, four years. And she reigned for six years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just wickedness in power. And then the fact that they, I, I love how Jehoiada, when it was time, mm-hmm. you know, seven, in the seventh year, yep. he decided it was time mm-hmm. and they, they staged a coup against her. But how he was very strategic again, and that it talks about how he went through, made a circuit, and they went through finding the Levites and the heads of families. And so it showed that he realized that the only way for them to have political peace was a result of religious revival. Again, it wasn't a let's just get rid of her because she's an awful queen. It was we need to get right with the Lord because we realize being right with the Lord and worshiping him is how we come back to being a peaceful country. Yep, absolutely. So yeah, he leads this religious reform in Judah um, in which they commit themselves to be the Lord's people, the mm-hmm. Bible talks about. And um, one of the things I, uh, that was interesting to me was that at the end, um, when it's done talking about Athaliah, it says that she reigned six years, um, but she doesn't get like a summary like the rest of the kings right. get. You know, did what was evil in the Lord's sight, reigned for this many, like this long summary that the rest of the kings get, which actually is um, an indirect way to, de- to delegitimize her reign, right? Exactly. Like she didn't have the right to the throne and the chronicler wants us to know that. Um, 
And so from there, it shifts, yeah, to Joe Ash's life. And the thing that was crazy in 24 mm. for me was like, he did what was right. He did what was right as long as Joe and it was alive. As long as he had a witness. And it's just even <laughs> even the the kind of like um, parallel, right, with, uh, you know, Ahaziah. Mm-hmm. It's just the fact that like, man, you know, counsel and guidance, the spiritual counsel and guidance that is right. in our lives is so important, right? Mm-hmm. Um, regardless of our position of power or authority. Right. And even with this, in terms of Jehoiada's life, how it set, shows you his influence over the king, things right. like he renovated the temple as a result mm-hmm. of Jehoiada being present. Um, but it's also a warning. For me, it was a warning, a reminder of how important it is to own your own relationship with the Lord, mm-hmm. because it shows that as soon as Jehoiada was gone, he completely flipped. Like um, mm-hmm. It reminds me of James who talks about a double-minded man being unstable in all of his ways. And so you have this picture of as long as Jehoiada's there leading him, and for all practical purposes, it seems like, I mean, at seven, he probably wasn't capable of leading. Nah. So Jehoiada <laughs> yeah. would have had um, Take this a significant hand yeah, yeah, and being like a king, mm. even to the point that when it talks about his life ending, it mentions that he was buried with the kings because of the way he lived his life. So, mm. so you even see this idea of how the priests and the kings were supposed to work in unison. Right. And that kind of takes, uh, is embodied in a sense in Jehoiada. And yeah, like that points us, yeah, to Jesus. Um, but yeah, I, I just think that the text ends off after he dies, mm-hmm. Joash starts listening. Evil rulers. <laughs> Evil rulers. Like it's a pattern of yeah. dads or people who are leading, mm. who leave, lead a life of godliness passing away and then someone is waiting in the wings to to give them ungodly advice and evil advice and they follow the evil advice mm. and it just leads to their downfall absolutely yeah it's 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 amazing how say how crafty satan is mm. to use yeah things and people that influence us to turn us away from the lord and the crazy thing is again joe ash starts off well he does but he doesn't in well it is not about how we start it's about how we finish we need to hear faithful well done good and faithful servant at the end of our lives and even to and so evil that here it is he was saved as a child Mm -hmm. by jehoiada and then when jehoiada's son comes to confront zachariah comes to confront him for his evil yeah he has him killed yeah. And so like the irony yes. of you kill the son of the person who saved your life because you're so wow. far gone yeah. from godliness and what it looks like to follow the Lord that because he says something you don't like and because yeah. he says something that doesn't fit in line with the direction that you want to go and warns you, your response is not repentance. Mm. It is let me get rid of him. And yeah. so that just shows you the depth of his depravity. Yeah. And it's not even... Oh, I love that. It's not even just God's people at war right now. It is mm. a family, right? It is. A, a, a family is torn apart, and we need a good father to send his son to make us a unified family who worship and obeys the Lord.